two of the Cougar Sports Show. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, coming to you from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Each week, I sit down with USF coaches and student athletes to get the latest inside scoop on all things Cougar Sports. On today's episode, we get to hear from both the men's and women's basketball programs here at USF. To start us off, we are joined by the men's head coach, Chris Johnson, as well as senior guard, Jack Thompson. Guys, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. So last year, you guys went 13-9 and nine in the conference season and had some pretty close games, one of those being when you hit a buzzer beater, Jack, against Augie. Coach, how were you guys able to pull out so many wins in such close games? Well, I mean, obviously the first part is having a veteran team. You know, we had a lot of older guys that had been through a, a lot of different things, um, you know, with our program over their time. I mean, it helps when you bank in a three, I mean, at the buzzer. I mean, you didn't bring in that part, but I will, because I know Jack wants that immortalized somewhere on on, <laughs> on audio. So I think the biggest thing was just coming off a little bit of a tougher year the year before. You're a little bit more focused, a little bit more ready, a little bit more willing to do whatever it takes to, to try to pull out a win, and I thought the guys did a good job of that last year. Yeah, Jack, what was going through your head when you hit that three-point shot? Um, I mean, the the play call was was a little fuzzy on terms of like more just kind of improv, uh, and I kind of decided early on in the possession as I was sitting there dribbling the ball for five or ten seconds that I was just going to shoot a three and we we're either going to lose or win after this shot <laughs> and going to go one way or the other. And luckily, uh, the ball actually did bounce our, in our favor, literally off the backboard, and got the win. Yeah, that's awesome. So looking back at last season, what are some things that you're hoping to improve upon going into this year? Yeah, that's a good question because last year we were so much older and kind of knew our culture, knew our standards, knew our way. And this year we are very new. I think we have nine new guys. And so right now it's not even about getting better than we were last year. It's probably getting up to that point. We're a little bit bigger. I'd like to rebound the ball uh, a little bit better. Uh, offensively, I've given these guys a lot more freedom than we had last year. So hopefully that that's a positive, you know, obviously monitor that to make sure that it's going the way you want it to. Uh, but, uh, and I'd like to play a little bit faster and uh, so far so good on those, on those things. I think too, just like a more balanced attack. Uh, Matt Cartwright was one of the best scorers I've ever played with and teammates in that regard too. Um, but he was also in the top five, uh, probably for conference and scoring. And I think this year uh, with a lot more new guys, maybe more of a deeper roster that it can kind of be more of a whoever's night they go off. It might be a totally different person the next day and just kind of pick and choose uh, who's feeling hot that night. Yeah, so when you say that there's nine new people on the team, is that all freshmen or are there any transfers? There's. It's kind of a mixed bag of everything. We have some freshmen. We have some the, the Division two transfer. We have three junior college transfers. And I'll miss somebody in there. There's more than that, actually. I think there's four or five junior college transfers total. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a, a really talented group, but they have to learn how we do things here and at this level. And that that's uh, some days that goes great, and some days that can be a challenge, you know. And that's Jack will probably tell you I'm the most patient guy he's ever met. <laughs> he's laughing on purpose, like that is not a strength of mine. So it's uh, something that I've like consciously had to like go to practice every day with okay, like this is a new group and we've got to kind of start fresh with some things. Yeah, Jack, what has it been like trying to integrate nine new guys into an already, like basketball is not a huge roster. Like that's almost, what, half your team? Yeah, yep, it is exactly half. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a, like a new challenge. Um, with last year, a lot of guys like knowing our system and stuff, there wasn't a huge learning curve. And as like a senior leader on this team, now it's kind of my job to get those younger guys um, it's been good to kind of draw off my past experiences. My freshman year was a very similar team, 
and Devin Green was uh, the senior at that time, and he did a really good thing, a lot of really good things to get us kind of as one unit. Um, he also joined the coaching staff this year, which has been really nice because that might have been the most seemingly we've integrated new guys in there. So kind of trying to take what he did four or five years ago and implement it now uh, when it's my turn to be that leader. Sure. What type of things are you talking about, like implementing? Um, a lot of like off the court, like being like with each other. Um, for example, today, a uh, bunch of us are going golfing and that includes somebody from each grade and just taking advantage of like our off day, getting together off the court, learning about each other's families, their likes, dislikes and all that stuff actually translates a lot more to on-the-court stuff than you might think. I, I wasn't invited. <laughs> so we're clear on that. Gotcha. So um, um, on the flip side, I mean, I guess that this is sort of a difficult question considering the turnover this year, but what are some things that you were successful at last year that you really want to do good at again this year? Yeah, no, I think it's a fair question. I think we have like nine, we talked about nine new guys, but out of our nine returners, four of those guys started almost every game. And so we had, it's a weird kind of group for that reason. Like I've been coaching almost 30 years and I haven't had so many guys that played a lot back and so many new guys that are going to be in the rotation and play. I I think that uh, we've always been kind of known for our defense and rebounding. That's kind of a staple. Um, Whether they like it or not, that's kind of what what we're known for. We're getting there with those two things. I think we've always been unselfish offensively and shared the basketball uh, Matt shot a lot last year, but we asked him to. And so it wasn't like a, there was no friction or whatever where, coach, or where Jack says this year, just kind of whoever the open guy is. We're, we're back to that, so that that's nice. Um, and I, I would like to see us uh, continue to be together, you know, off the floor like we were last year, which is what he just talked about. It's, it's a little harder and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, I think lots of times people think you just dump a team into a locker room and say, oh, you're a team. Until you've kind of maybe suffered a tough loss together, had a big win, went through a rough week of practice, whatever it might be, those things are all necessary to really become a team. And so uh, some of that's just going to take some time here. Yeah, and kind of just to piggyback off that, I think more on the court stuff, like how you mentioned defense and rebounding, like that's not going to go anywhere. I think every win that I've been a part of in a USF jersey, defense and rebounding has been a big staple point of all of those. Um, And that's kind of something that, some guys maybe like those newer guys coming into the program weren't exactly expecting, um, but it's also something that we do a lot of different drills to work on that sort of thing, and it's a big emphasis in practice, and there's a reason it translates onto the court a ton. And then just on offensive end, more playing together and just making that extra pass that extra pass mentality on whoever's open, we're going to find them, and we're going to trust that they're going to make the right decision. Yeah, I know you mentioned that you have four starters returning. Who are they and who are some other standout players to look out for this season? Mm-hmm. So obviously Jack started every game, well, every game that he wasn't hurt. That's kind of an inside joke because I think he's played the last two seasons with each wrist broken at one point during the season. Um, Kenji Scale started a lot for us. Uh, Noah Pitts started, I think, almost every game. Jake Kettner started some games for us. Zane Ulm started almost every game for us. Those kind of four main guys, and I don't think I'm missing anybody, other returners. Um, new guys, there's a lot of them that we think will help. Creighton Morish will play a lot for us. He's a 6'10 junior college transfer. Sean Warrior, another uh, junior college transfer from Kansas. Same junior college at Trayvon Evans, who used to play for us, is one of our best players ever. 
uh, went to uh, Adam Sherbikov, a guy from Israel who will help us. Sam Grant, a, a 6'9 kid from London. Taylor Ashley from here in town, who's a freshman. You know, if, if he's healthy enough, can, can help us. And, and honestly, like, we're still at the point in the season where I should probably name everybody because everyone still has a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really been defined yet. And I don't think it can be because we haven't even had a scrimmage yet. But as we go, that will whittle down. I mean, I tell the guys all the time, I can't play 18 guys in a college basketball game. And so probably get to that rotation of 8 to 10, depending on what night and who we're playing and that kind of stuff. But those are kind of the main guys. When is your guys' first uh, scrimmage or competition? Uh, First scrimmage is a week from this Friday against Briarcliff. Um, And then we have Mary and Northern as scrimmages. But our first game is a I think it's November 11th. I think it's, it's a Saturday uh, against Washburn University out of Kansas, down in Kansas City. So those are kind of the, I don't know, the, the, the mile markers we got to hit in, until we get to November 11th. Yeah, so going into, I mean, a little over a week from your first game, how are you guys preparing from just having trained for the last however many months? So the way the rules work, like we get four hours a week on the floor once school starts. I think it's three days after school starts. And so your first day of practice used to have a different meaning. Like it was exciting, right? Because five years ago, we only could do individual workouts. So when you got the whole team together, it was exciting. Well, now, like we started our official practice on Saturday, but we had practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so I'm guessing, and Jack can kind of comment on this, it didn't feel any different, right? Like did it at all? I mean, it was just longer. We get (laughs) more hours. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Instead of the, the hour, hour and a half, and now it turns into that hour and a half too, but... That's the only difference for sure is the time. Yeah, so we go right – as soon as school starts, basically, we are starting our season, even though you're not officially in practice yet. Yeah, and how, how is practice shifting now that you actually have a game to work towards? Yeah, I mean, it's longer. Uh, it's a little bit harder. I probably – like we talked about that patience piece, right? We're three weeks from playing a game. We, have, we can't re- wait around and really wait for guys to – keep up or catch up we're all it feels to me at least probably doesn't to him because everything we're putting in he's kind of knows because he's been here for five years but we're basically putting something in every day now uh, whether that be a defensive system a new play whatever Um, and so that those are the biggest changes but I don't think that there's a intensity change or a um, how we practice change it's just a little bit longer yeah and I think just a lot of like kind of checking off the learning like learning things, whether it's putting in out of bounds plays, putting in side outs, like all of that stuff, like just kind of has to get in there before you actually play somebody Um, and kind of going through that checklist of teaching all the new people like those certain stuff. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the conference tournament last year. You guys um, lost. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, at the Pentagon, it was a it was a tough game. What What are your goals for the conference tournament this year? Yeah, I'm gonna let him answer that actually, and then I'll I'll add to it. I mean, for starters, get there, get to the Pentagon, like. That's that hasn't always been a problem. Yeah, it's like the winning once we get yeah, there. Yeah, win win a game there. <laughs> like that's the like. I mean, it sounds simple, but just kind of putting it together and, like, it's not going to happen. Like, sometimes it takes, like, me as a player playing for four or five years and then taking, getting there a couple times to actually get over the hump. And I think we're at that point where we're very eager to do that and something that we're definitely striving towards, and that's a big overarching goal of our team and our season. Yeah, I think last year was disappointing in the fact that we had played Moorhead to an overtime two-point game. 
and had every chance to win and then came out and honestly they played great and we didn't pretty simple it was the weirdest game i've ever coached in because we were down 15 in the second half and i don't know if we've ever had a usf crowd be louder or more into a game and so i remember like it's going on we're down and i look up and then it place is going crazy and i look up and we're still down 15 and i was like <laughs> what is going on i mean it was very cool in some ways too like i'll remember that um but i mean our goals are never going to change right we there isn't a South and North this year in the Northern Sun because there's only 15 teams. So you want to win the conference. You want to win the conference tournament. You want to get to the NCAA tournament. And we have won when we had divisions, the South, two of the last four years. But I don't think we were playing our best basketball at the end of the year. I think we were we, we were running out of gas a little bit in those two years. And so how we've set up practice, how we want to coach this team, all that kind of stuff has that in mind. It's that's not like on the players. That's on us. Like the common denominator in those two situations is me. And so we've got to find a way to be a little fresher at the end of the year and, and be playing a little bit better basketball at the end of the year. And I think uh, sometimes too, like last year with a more experienced group, it's easier to kind of know, like to get to your peak earlier where like the new group, it might almost work in our favor where we'll still the first half of the year, like we won't really know exactly how it's going to be at the end. And it'll just take a lot of games, a lot of reps and experience to kind of figure out where people fit into certain stuff. So hopefully, as kind of Coach said, like hit our stride right at the end where we're playing our best basketball going into the conference tournament rather than our best basketball in January or late December. Without the North and South divisions within the conference, does your season look any different? Yeah, yeah. So like we only play Augie once this year. Uh, we only play Wayne once this year. And so there's a couple of South teams that we only play once instead of always playing them twice and playing the North teams once. Uh, we have some weird travel partner games. Like we play Minot on a Friday night at 8 o'clock and then play Moorhead at 3.30 on Saturday. And that's a four-hour drive. Um, those aren't normal. You know, normally you're a couple hours tops away from the next opponent. And that the reason that happened is we only play Mary once. And we play Minot twice. So, but when Minot and Mary come down, they come down the same weekend. But when we go up there, we play two teams that aren't really that close. So the schedule is a mess. Although I will give the Northern Sun credit for they I mean, trying to figure out a schedule of 15 teams on the fly was hard. Um, you know, us coaches always have better ideas. <laughs> None of them actually work. But you know, in our heads, we should be able, it should be perfect. Uh, but that's the biggest difference. Is just like we're playing a bunch of teams next year, this year twice that we normally only play once in a year like Duluth, St. Cloud, Moorhead you know that kind of whole group so Jack what teams do you look forward to playing the most every year um I mean Augie's always a fun game obviously like always going to be a jam-packed crowd so that's always always one that's highlighted on the calendar and then Northern Northern State's kind of had a good run in the conference of being like one of the top teams and being in that conference title uh, conversation. So like that's always a big game as well. Their fans travel really well, so they have a lot of support even when they come up to Sioux Falls. Those two are probably the main ones. And then Concordia St. Paul, just for me, um, I'm from Egan, Minnesota, right outside St. Paul. So whenever we go up there and play, a lot of my family comes down. So it's always nice to see a lot of familiar faces uh, at home too. Awesome. Let's kind of talk more about off the court for a little bit. I know, Coach, you said that a struggle that this team is having is kind of refinding the core values and strengths and standards within the team. But what are you hoping for those to become? Yeah, I think that, and I, I want to be clear on that, like, I think the guys know what they are. It's just 
it's not easy to meet those every day if that's not ever been asked of you before. Um, you know, our core values is we're going to work hard. We're going to be great teammates to each other no matter what. We're not going to get outworked. That's something that we believe in wholeheartedly. I, you know, the good teammate thing covers almost everything, right? That means you're a good guy off the floor. That means if someone is doing something they shouldn't, you're going to step in and make sure that that stops. You know, if, if someone's going through something, you're going to be there for them. I mean, it covers a lot of things. Like when we say be a great teammate, a lot of people just think that means on the floor, I'm going to pass to you when you're open. Um, yeah, that's part of it, but there's going to be more, more to it than that. Um, you know, I, I have a, a coaching philosophy that goes to what our core values are is just, I mean, if we play really hard, we can figure the rest out. I mean, if we give great effort, like we can find, there's a hundred different ways to play offense and defense and all that kind of stuff. And I think we probably use three or four in your five years here on both sides of the ball. Um, and so I, I think the main thing is just how good our league is, how much effort you have to put into it, how much mental and physical toughness it takes to be good in our league. Um, and then just being, being good to each other, being great teammates. And, um, you know, we're not big on, I don't have signs all over our locker room with that kind of stuff on it. Um, we talk about it a lot during practice and after practice and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not like you're going to walk in and you're going to see, you know, toughness written in big letters all over our locker room. Cause that means a hundred different things to a hundred different people. Anyways, uh, we just try to define what it means to us. So, yeah. And I think kind of to go out that, like, we don't need a lot of signs and stuff like that telling us because a lot of the drills and stuff we do in practice, like in order to be successful, you're going to need to do those things like be extremely tough, disciplined. And so it kind of filters in that way where I think like some people get surprised and like other teams, especially they're like, oh, like every single time, like our coach is preaching to us like, oh, this is going to be a war, like USF's coming, like they're going to be tough, they're going to be really physical and they're just going to try to muck it up and like, yeah, that's a lot of the stuff we work on, too. Like, there's a reason that's kind of the mentality we go into in every game. And then also, like, I think our coaches do a great job of letting players lead. Um, I probably talk just as much sometimes in a certain drill as, like, he does, which isn't always the uh, the best for some guys, maybe. Like, I don't always say it as smoothly or as nicely, but um, the players enjoy, like, hearing that and, like, it coming from us and it being like our sort of thing, not as much just like coaches telling you what to do. And this is kind of the first year I realized that that might be different than other places where some new guys are like, oh, like, you know, like whenever you talk, I'm immediately staring and listening at you. And like, it's just when some player says something, it's just like a coach. And like, that's been my kind of only experience. So I didn't really know that it was different than somewhere else where like, it's always been if a player is speaking, it means the same thing as like if a coach does. Because we all know, like, we all have the right intentions. And if somebody's going to say something, it's in order to help somebody else. Like, we're not going to put each other down, but we're going to bring each other up through that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great answer. I like that. <laughs> um, good luck this season. I'm excited to have you guys back on once your year gets rolling. And thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks for having us. Now I'm here with women's basketball head coach Travis, Travis Traphagen, along with junior guard Breckley Honor. Guys, thanks for coming on. No problem. Let's start off with talking a little bit about last season. You guys went 5-7 and seven in the conference, and I know it was a rough year uh, injury-wise and amongst other things. Do you feel like your record is at all an accurate representation of what your team's capable of? Yeah, you know, and I know we could both probably um, answer that, but, you know, we've had quite a bit of success on the women's basketball side of things since we went Division Two, and, you know, and I, and I think the one thing that, that I would probably state, and I would let Breckley um, comment on this as well, 
you know, part of me says if we can make it through last year, you know, we could probably make it through anything. And in 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 fairness, I think I've been coaching for twenty years, um, and I think I grew more as a coach in one year last year than I had in all my previous years because it was just one of those things that each week, you know, even though we had lots of season-ending injuries, we had some kids decide to move on. You know, once the season had started, it was just like. Each week was kind of its new challenge. Uh, Brackley sitting next to me, mm-hmm. you know, she had she had an ankle injury that, you know, you probably missed three weekends, two to three weekends yeah, of basketball. So. so it was just one of those things as as we as we went through it. Um, to answer your question best I can, as I I don't think our record was probably as indicative. I, I think if we could do this thing, this podcast again at the end of the year, I think we grew a ton because of last year. We have a lot of those kids coming back off of injury now. That's ready, and I'm sure we'll talk about. We have a lot of new kids as well, so we're we're not moving as fast as I would like in the preseason because of all the new kids. But I know my expectations are greatly different than probably what they were a year ago. But Breckley, your thoughts? No, yeah, I agree. Last year was definitely a challenge for everyone, like who's even injured or not. Everyone kind of had to like fill a role that they probably weren't usually used to. And yeah, I think our record probably didn't reflect. Um, as much like on our team but yeah this year I think we'll definitely be a lot better yeah I mean I know coach you said that you feel like you grew a lot how do you feel like this brought the team together like off the court do you feel like you guys were able to grow closer yeah a lot of us had to like lean on each other a lot of people had to fill roles that they might didn't think they were going to need to or weren't prepared for and I think we all just kind of leaned on each other. We all were struggling last year. Like, we no, it's not fun losing. So we all kind of had to lean on each other last year and no. get the most of it, honestly. <laughs> I'm a women's soccer player. Last year was very rough for yeah. us, too. I, I felt your struggle, but I do feel like our team grew so much coming out of that. Like, we're so close. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I just added, you know, and I use this statement all the time, the outside world doesn't care if people get hurt or this, that, that that's part of They're going to put it on the coach and say, well, well, that's why you have to have depth and this, that. And, you know, so we always talked about within our inner circle, we can feel sorry for ourselves all we want. But guess what? When we go, going to play Augie, we're going to play Wayne State, we're going to play Mankato. They don't care. That That's part of, that's that's a part, there's a lot worse things in life that can happen than, than having injuries and losing games. So I just hope it, it burns in the kids' bellies of saying, like, that's not fun to do. And we're not used to that, you know, losing like that. But again, that doesn't mean just because we have kids back this year, it's going to change. We better be working hard and doing all the little mm-hmm. things to be able to be able to take that next step here this year. Yeah, for sure. And looking at this year, you guys brought in seven new freshmen. What has it been like integrating them into the team? Yeah, we have a lot of new freshmen, so it feels like half of our team are kind of newer girls. But I feel like we've done a really good job. Like everyone's working really hard, and they're adapting really fast, and I feel like we're going on a good pace. So. And I think from a coach, probably simplifying you know, things, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to add a lot of things. But when you have a lot of new kids, you got to kind of look at it. I don't know about you as a player. Sometimes I can just look through your eyes and tell, oh, this is a big moment that we're putting in way too much stuff. So, you know, I'm really trying to rely on girls like Breckley, okay, and some of the veteran-type kids that we have on the team to help these younger kids. And if we can just teach how to play the game of basketball without making it complicated, that's kind of what my goal, because I think when you have robots out there, and you're always thinking it's very obvious. Whereas if you have kids, I use the phrase, don't be afraid to fail. We have a lot of pleasers on our team because they want to do right by what the coach wants. But the ones that are truly special, the ones that don't, hey, if you make a mistake, who cares? Now you're going to get back up and you're going to go make that, that play and not make that same mistake. So we're kind of taking that mantra here a little bit this year with all the new kids. 
Gotcha. And going off that, what um, other veterans on the team are going to stand out this year? Yeah, you know, I'll be the first to, um, you know, the, 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 probably the two of the people that would have nominated here this year for like our preseason player of the year was Breckley and a young lady named Megan Fannin, uh, who's been an all conference kid for us before. And unfortunately, we hit the injury bug already. You know, she had, had blown her knee um, as well. So, you know, I, I think this year, as we get going, you know, we have right now, like we probably, Potentially might start a couple freshmen. Uh, we got, you know, Breckley could be starting a young lady named Riley Moreland. Because of injuries last year, really kind of came upon herself. Uh, we have a young lady named Cass Simmonsma, who is coming off an ACL injury. That's a really good post-kid that would have played tremendous minutes for us. Um, Sydney Swanson was our starting point guard until she blew her knee last year, and she's coming off injury. You know, like, there's a lot of kids, but like what Breckley said earlier, like we put so many kids in so many different situations that it's just going to be different. We have a couple freshmen coming in that are pretty good that, that we're going to probably rely heavily on. And I just think we'll be a team that has five players on the floor that you got to be able to guard other than just saying you got to go to one stud um, all the time. And I just think some of the successful teams, you kind of have that. But, Beckley, you agree with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's going to be one of those that – you know, I hope I don't have to rely completely on freshmen because there's going to be times that they look really good, and then there's going to be times that you're going to look like a freshman. That's that's part of the part of the growth. But I, I do think um, when the preseason poll comes out, um, um, I have no idea if if we'll be toward the top or the the bottom. But I I with with being as as poor as what we were record wise last year, being like around the 15, 16 range, like a guy would expect. To probably be ranked 12th or 13th, but in my heart of heart, I probably think that we're probably going to be around five or six yet. Yeah, because when people know when we have our healthy bodies, that I, I think we have a chance to be probably pretty good this year, as long as these young kids can kind of catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And looking off the court a little bit, what has adding these new players been like um, from a team perspective? Yeah, we have been doing team bonding. Like right away when we got to school at uh, the beginning of the year, we've had people over out. We have a house, and so we have we just hang out. Yesterday we went to a movie. So I think it's really just about like hanging out and getting to know each other off the court. That will also like transfer to on the court as well. And when I have kids like Breckley and Sydney and, and Madison Webbin uh, be, a, be a young lady that starts for us, I'm a big believer in a player-led team is all – always going to beat like a coach-led team and I'd hope Breckley could could notice like if we went back 10 years ago you know we we had quite a bit of success in those programs but I was pretty tough coach always yelling always screaming this that and you know times have changed you know right now and and I also say when we want kids to adapt as a coach I'm doing the same you know and if and if I can just look at a Breckley and just kind of give her that look in the eye and she can do some of my dirty work by just bringing kids together and saying hey we're better than this I just think that's kind of the generation that we're in. And if we can have those kids that they hate to lose as much as I do and they can take care of a lot of that, I know we can have a lot more fun. And I think that's how, if you want to use the the, the cliche term that everybody uses, that's how your culture grows is understanding you can treat your teammates with all the respect in the world, but you can also challenge them. But yet you do it because you love them and you want them to be the best team possible. Touching on that culture, what are some big things that are focused on here at the USF basketball program? Yeah, I think this year, for sure, being a player-led team, last year we kind of lacked a little bit of that because it was such just a challenging season and people had to step up into positions they weren't really used to. Um, but I think this year, like already, just during practices, I feel like it's been a lot better. Um, we're playing more as a team. And I just think it's, like, I, it's, it's hard to define 
one thing I just think it, it comes with time. To be honest with you, you know, the, the highs and lows and the struggles and the time you hate coach because he's yelling at you, the time that practice is really hard, you guys get done with the practice and they go over to the girl's house and they have fun. Like it's all the moments. I think you just gotta kinda throw in a hat and that's how that's how the culture builds. But it doesn't happen in one month. We've only been going for so long, like it's all good right now. But what happens if we go out and lose the first three or four games? You know, typically typically that's when problems start happening. So we don't want to base everything on wins and losses, but we also well aware of in the in society and everything right now, there, there's so many things that are important, but but we also get brought to the school to be great representatives of the university. But in my program, you know, we stress a lot on winning because that's that's what you're you're brought here to do. And and hopefully we can do it in the right way. And if we don't, you learn your lesson, the lessons from the loss and, and hopefully get a little bit better and, and you get out there, we get twenty six opportunities to get better every single day. So we're excited about this year. What are some of your team goals this year? You know, I, I would start that that we'll have that meeting here pretty soon. We just started practice as we're as we're having this podcast here, we just started practice officially on Monday. Um, in kind of a different time to be able to start because we were on fall break at that time and no kids around. So, you know, we usually kind of get through a week, you know, before we sit down and say, I can have my goals as a coach, but I really think they got to come from within the program. So we'll, we'll bring our leaders together, you know, and, and we'll have them kind of have, have the team, you know, come up with team goals. And, and, and I think it should be, it's a little different now in, in, in the conference with Upper Iowa, uh, leaving our conference we used to have in basketball, um, a North division and a South division, but now we just have one, you know, so sometimes we're, it was always, we've won the South division championship a couple times here. We've won a tournament championship, but now when there's 15 teams, you know, it's difficult, you know, so I, I really think, you know, the top eight make the, 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 the Pentagon in our conference tournament here in town. So like, I, I honestly, my, my goal is without even discussing with Breckley here right now, just out there, like, I really believe that our goal should be to be in the top four, in our conference right now, and in one team that kind of sticks out this year will be Minnesota State Mankato. Um, I think very veteran, you know, have have three seniors that are very very good. And I'm pretty sure they'll probably have the preseason uh, player of the year on their team. So, you know, anything within that top four, because if you are, then you're going to be very competitive within our region and and to go a long ways. But the way it went last year, you know, by not winning games, just then just trying to be competitive, I think you look at it differently. Like we're just going to attack every game one at a time, and there's not a game that I don't think we can win because as many injuries as we had a year ago, we did. I mean, we beat the Northern States, the Moorheads. You know, Duluth played in the in the national championship game, and I think we were down two going into the fourth quarter. You know, when you have all those types of adversities that hit last year, you had to find kind of mini goals within games because it wasn't always going to be about wins and losses. But I think that we learned a lot from that. And, and again, our kids are going to understand very soon we don't have a whole lot of time. We got about a less than probably about a month before our, our first game. So we're going to push them hard, and hopefully we're going to be ready to go. But I don't mm-hmm. know if you have any different goals. No, yeah, that's just the same. Building off last year, just being one of the top teams, because last year we usually were just towards the bottom. So, yeah, definitely making it to the tournament, too, would be a big goal for our team. But isn't it funny when you sit there and you talk about, like, oh, we're one of the bottom teams. Like, it's easy for us to talk about it. Oh, we'll just change that this year. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's, you know – we got 14 other teams in our league that are going to have something to say about that as well. And they're all very well coached. They put game plans together. So just because you want something to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. And that's where I just think all the questions you ask all come together. Culture, what's the team makeup, all those things. Those things are all super important when it comes down to winning and losing games. And I sure hope that 
the kids just have that that burning itch in their belly that that wasn't fun a year ago. And if you want something to change, we're the only ones who can change it. Yeah, I want to go back to something that you had said at the beginning. Um, did you say that you guys just started practicing? Yes. Yeah, so our it's kind of a new rule here this year. Usually in in Division Two women's basketball, usually it's October fifteenth is usually your first start date. Well, um, uh, legislation had passed that our new rule now is we get thirty five days from our first game. So like I don't even know we play Mount Marty our first game. I don't know even the day, but but from that date we count back thirty five days, and within those thirty five days we can have twenty five practices. You know, so we can kind of come up with however we do it. So. So yeah, uh, we just started on fall break. On Monday is our our first practice, and I thought it went pretty good. But rules, I don't. We've also we also get four hours a week with our kids in our preseason, basically four hours of basketball and four hours of strength and conditioning for a total of eight in our in our non championship segment. So we've been we've been kind of I guess doing workouts and doing some team workouts this and that. So it's not like just Monday was our first practice. We've been together since since school has started, but. But now we can actually go kind of a full two hours, two hours and 15 minute practice where before we we try to go like three hour and 20 minute practices to get us to our four hours. So okay. everybody's got a different way of doing it. Gotcha. So uh, you guys were in four hour weeks prior to this week. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Our, our eight hour a week uh, before. Um, oh, so, okay. So, yep. So four basketball and four conditioning and now we automatically go to 20 hours okay so that's kind of how that works yeah i was confused because the men has been have been practicing but they were c- yep. counting yep so so like the men so the men they got to practice before us because now they play we play on a tuesday is it i think well, so i think we play at mount marty on a tuesday is our first game well they play the previous saturday so, so then that they're 35 th- days. Their 35 days is before ours so yep so they started i believe they started on friday uh, the previous week, so they were able to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they had three extra practices, but they also have three days before us. They play a game. So yeah, there's lots of so rules. many and rules. There's, yeah, there's a lot of them that we got to follow. Yeah. All right. Um, looking at the conference, uh, Coach Johnson had kind of touched on how weird the scheduling was, and how obviously the NSIC did the best they could with yeah. Upper leaving the conference. But what does your schedule look like this year? Do you have any like weird games or things that are changing? Like. You know, if if you talk to CJ before us on the men's side, you know, kind of the really the weird one is is um, a trip that we'll make is Minot State in Moorhead. You know, which is probably about four and a half hours, I would say. And that now in soccer world, you're you're playing when the weather's nice. Okay, in basketball world, you know, it's going to be up in North Dakota in January. It's going to be freezing. The roads are going to be terrible. So that's four and a half hours. But we have that game on a Friday, Saturday. So technically. On that particular weekend, uh, we the women are playing the second game, so so the guys will play the first game on Friday at at five thirty. We'll play at seven thirty, so there's no chance that we'll get out of Minot until probably say ten o'clock. And let's say we decided to drive, let's go to Moorhead, let's go to Moorhead that night. Well, it's probably gonna take minimum five hours, so you're not getting in until two or three in the morning. So I've kind of decided, you know, instead of worrying so much about getting there and having a shoot around that. We'll probably just stay overnight in Minot, get a great night's sleep. You know, we can be in bed by 10.30 by the time we feed them this, that. And then we at least can get up probably like at 8 and then travel, say, the five hours to get back at 1, where the first game will start at 3. So some of those things I say, and I shouldn't say, but shame on the northern sun. Like that is just, that's too far. That should have been one of those that you could play on a Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. 
something like that, you know. So, but again, nobody asked us. You know, so <laughs> this is a schedule that's in front of us. So we'll do that. But probably the only other thing that I'll add is is I think it's pretty cool. We've started an East West challenge in our non-conference, um, which I think it's hard to find games. Typically, we got to find four games in our non-conference. Well, for the next four years, um, ourselves, Northern State, Black Hill State, and South Dakota Tech, um, we're playing in a classic. So for four years, this upcoming year here, we're going to be playing that tournament out at Black Hill State. The following year, we'll play it at South Dakota Tech. The third year, we'll be at USF. And then the fourth year, we'll be at Northern State. So I think that's great, playing the Division II competition within our state. Um, so that'll be pr- probably be pretty cool. And then nothing else that's, you know... I, I think we're playing in uh, NEI, and then we're going to play Northern State, who's in our conference, but we only play them once. So we're going to use that as a as a second game, as a non-conference game here this year. But next year, you know, when Breckley's coming back and this and that, probably put me on the spot here, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to go to Hawaii. Um, really? Not, not this year, but the following year. So you can get exempt games in basketball every four years. Mm-hmm. You know, so the last, uh, the last time we went would have been probably five years ago. Now... Um, but we, it was a year that we were very, very good. We were 25-5, and five, number three in the region, ranked in the top ten in the country. But that was one of the highlights. We had such an amazing year. But we also went to Hawaii over Thanksgiving. And it's just kind of one of those trips that if we brought back those kids from that team, they would probably remember, hey, we had a great team. But I bet you anything, 85% of the memories that they would talk about that year would have been what happened in Hawaii. So, so we're going to work really hard on fundraising here, not just next year, but this year. And next year, because those trips uh, don't come free by any means. So, but these guys all were very passionate about that. They asked me if we could do something like that, and as long as that's kind of that sweat equity that we'll put in as well with the fundraising efforts, this and that, to be able to pay and go do something like that, that's fun. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. That's su- super fun, Breckley. What teams do you got? Do you look forward to playing the most each year? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Augie, the city rival, that'll be a fun game. It's kind of sad we only get to play them once this year. Um, yeah, it's like right it's away. The first, and it's the first conference game of the yeah. year. So uh-huh. it's before Thanksgiving. So just kind of weird when you got your conference rival and you're going to play them Thanksgiving and then you don't play them again this year, but go ahead. Yeah, and then Mankato is always a fun game. It'd be really nice to beat them because they're just like, they pressure you. They're just that like annoying team. So yeah, I think that's another game that we're looking forward to. And, and I would just say Mimic. You know, Augie, I, I had worked there for five years before I took over here. My wife was the deputy athletic director there for close to 15 years. So, you know, that that's fun. But for me, Northern State is another one. Just in, But, I mean, but you do this long enough, you know, your in-state rivals are always big. But, again, every game, you just – you never know. Like I say in women's, women's athletics, you know, we've had so many injuries here that you can never take any of them for granted – you know, and I just think, you know, each and every one, the only ones I don't like, I hate going to Minot <laughs> and Mary and Duluth and St. Cloud. Like, I've been doing this for 20 years now. And if there's anything that kind of wears on you, is this some of those longer those longer bus trips that we'd like to kind of get out of here? So, but other than that, it should be it should be a lot of fun. This year, is, it's for me personally, it's it just, it's an exciting year. You're coming off, a, you know, um, I have a new assistant that's coming back. Her name is Carly Newman. She was with me here four years ago when we when we won the South Division Championship that year. As a player or as a no, coach? No, as a coach. Okay. You know, she had left and took over the head job at Presentation College. Well, they closed their doors, you know, and and I don't know what we do different. Like, 
but my assistants usually have a number of opportunities to move on each year. And, and uh, Caitlin Hodgins was my assistant last year, and she got an opportunity at a Division two school right next to home um, down in Oklahoma City. So when I knew that was probably going to happen, you know, the first call was to Carly and, and came back. But it's just it's one of those things that the more you do this, the more you understand. You know, you, you, you try to do this where you can win as much as you can. You hope your kids can have as much fun as they possibly can, but yet having that balance as a coach, understanding sometimes you got to put your foot down. And, you know, if we ask, if Breckley was truthful, are you really excited to come to practice every day? No, not every day. Not every day. <laughs> you know, and I think that's the challenge that we're in now is, is, is trying to get everything accomplished that we can in a practice to be ready for games, not get hurt, but yet have these kids understand that this shouldn't be a job because pretty soon, pretty soon you're going to be done with college athletics. You're going to be out in the working world which you think is going to be really cool. And let me promise you, it's not quite as cool as what you think. <laughs> because when you when you look and you have a lot of athletes here at USF, when you can wake up and say, you get to hang out with friends, you get to play. It's it's the four years or five years, whatever it takes for kids to get through, it goes really fast. And I'm fully accepting that as well. And I try to do everything I can that when you can walk in that locker room after you beat your rival, you know, like that's kind of why you do it. It just it's it fills my bucket. So this mm-hmm. is a new challenge for us this year, and I'm I'm, I'm super excited about the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Me too. Guys, good luck this year, and I'm excited to have you guys back on and see how the season's awesome. going. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cougar Sports Show. You can listen anytime on Spotify with new episodes dropping every Thursday. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, and I'll see you next week.